0: Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs, and now let's join our hosts,
1: hello and welcome to the Spurs News Podcast. Today is a special edition as it is the first of what we hope to be many interviews with people associated with our great club. Today's guest is Mickey Hazard and without any delay I'm going to hand over to Matt who has sat with Mickey for this interview. I can assure everybody listening right now, every Spurs fan, whether you remember Mickey playing or not, this is a must listen. Enjoy. Enjoy.
2: It gives me great pleasure to uh, introduce to the Spurs News podcast, club legend Mickey Hazard. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I thought we'd start by uh, maybe talking about how a Sunderland boy ended up at Spurs. How uh, started.
0: Well, it's an incredibly long story. I'm sure it's too long for the uh, the podcast. But um, now uh, from the age of 10, um, Ter- Terry Neal, whose assistant was uh, Wilf Dixon. Wilf Dixon was born and bred in Sunderland, not far from where I live. Decided to set up a a scouting network of one man uh, in Sunderland called Ken Peddiston. And this scout obviously liked what he saw the first time he saw me uh, and then proceeded to follow me every single game, no matter where I played, no matter who I played for. Uh, He came to every single game, befriended my dad um, from the age of 10 through to about 14 when um, I could sign schoolboy forms for Tottenham. Um, and he never missed a game, he befriended my dad, we went to his for dinner, he came to ours for dinner, oh, and then at the age of 14, um, when it became, I was able to sign for Spurs, um, obviously I had quite a few clubs in in for me at that stage, Barcelona, Real Madrid, <laughs> Inter Milan, AC Milan, yeah, no, I had quite a few clubs in for me, um, but obviously the, the effort that this guy had put in with regard to Spurs made the only one decision to make, um and that was spurs and um you've got to say that as a as a as a parent of a young boy um all you want is the best for your son so when a club is showing so much commitment that they come to your every single game without fail um that's the commitment you want to see because then you know that as you get down the line and your son gets older and and wiser and better um, he's going to get the same type of commitment from the club, and that's exactly what happened. So yeah, sure. that's how it all came about. Was your, was your dad a, a Sunderland fan, or did you have any affiliation with Sunderland when you when you was a, when you was a kid? But I played for Sunderland Boys, not the not the football club, the, the school Sunderland Schools Boys. Oh yeah, okay. um, obviously, Sunderland were trying desperately to sign me. Um, <coughs> the, the, the honest truth is, they made very little effort um, to sign me. Um, they thought because I was a Sunderland boy um, and my parents were from Sunderland. Um, that I would join Sunderland because it was on my doorstep. <coughs> so consequently made little effort until they knew I was signing for Spurs at the age of 14. Once they knew I was signing for Spurs, they went out of their way, they offered me an apprenticeship tray, a trade to learn while I was at Sunderland. They offered me everything on, on the earth to keep me. But it was too late by that stage because at the key points when I was younger, they didn't make any effort at all, really. Yeah,
2: yeah. I remember reading somewhere that you, were, uh, you was quite homesick <coughs> and you'd sort of run back to Sunderland every sort of Was that the case? Or? It was. I was, <laughs> I was
0: incredibly homesick, incredibly. Um, I w- would often be caught at 2 o'clock in the morning climbing down the drainpipe of the lodgings that Spurs had put me in, catching a bus to wherever and getting on a train home to Sunderland. Um, maybe not 2 o'clock, maybe 10, 11 o'clock um, sneaking out of the house and, 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 and you know, but Spurs you, you know, I mean I'm slightly biased I accept I'm biased towards Spurs I am, I love the club I've spent the vast part of my life um, working at Spurs in some capacity, so of course I'm going to uh, have a bias um, but during this period of homesickness and, and um, you know Spurs just showed so much patience with me; um it was incredible. And 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 again, it you, you know, as a as a parent, you want to see this commitment from the club to your son or child. Um, that says we want your son, you know. And despite the difficulties that he's putting us through, he is going to. St- we want him to stay, and we're, and we're not going to give up on him. Yeah, uh, sure. You know, and that sends the right message out to parents. It says. God, they're going to give them every chance to succeed. Yeah. Uh, and in the end, the, the method that they chose absolutely worked. Um, a treat that helped me settle, got me settled in. They knew, you know, it's experience. They knew they'd had homesick boys before and, and it takes time. It's, it's it's only time. Time is a great healer. and um, You know, getting used to your new environment, your new surroundings, it takes time. And, and, and they showed the patience and, and the commitment to give me the time to settle and, and, and stop being homesick uh, yeah, and true. worked absolutely perfectly. Oh, fantastic. Well, I, I, I'm saying this not, not not to make you feel
2: old, but I, I am old. At you. <laughs> well, I'm I getting there. Yeah. But you you made your Spurs debut the day I turned one.
0: The problem I have is that, you know, I'm bordering on 60, but it's very difficult Bordering on sixty when you only look twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it is difficult, trust me.
0: <laughs> well, it was a three 0 win over Everton, so it wasn't a bad debut to be involved in. It, it was it. a great debut, um, in many ways. You know, it, I was supposed to make my debut the week before it, and sort of I ended up bursting a blood vista by myself, and and it turned to poison, and we were playing at Old Trafford, so I missed. Um, I missed that game through a poison toe. Um, they lost four nil. If they'd have won four nil I maybe wouldn't have got my <laughs> debut the following yeah. week. So sometimes um a bad result can work in your favour as a young player. Sure. That one did, I then got obviously picked the following week at Everton at home. Um <clears throat> you know, my everlasting memory of the day was, you know, I had a couple of idols at the time called Glen Oddle and Ozzy Ardiles who were regular first teamers and they were absolutely brilliant footballers. You know and um getting changed in the dressing room this is my everlasting memory is you know i'm sitting there putting my number on i can't even remember what number i had i, I think it was number seven um, but i was putting my number on and i looked to the right and there's glenn Hoddle. and i looked to the left me and there's those are i mean come on what the hell do they need me for when you got Glenn and Ozzy in the team? But as it happened, it went well. We won 3-0. I got voted man of the match. I wasn't. Uh, not by any stretch. You don't get man of the match as a 19-year-old making your debut when you've got Glenn and Ozzy in the team. Simple yeah, sure. as. And, uh, but obviously, homegrown. Had this big mop of curly hair. That made me stand out, I suppose. And got the vote because it was a... a, a symp- not a sympathy vote as such, but it was an homegrown talent making his debut... In the first team, got to make a goal and played quite well, um, and it just sort of touched the hearts of the people, I suppose. Yeah, but sure. certainly, in my opinion, I wasn't. Anyway, yeah, but I was well, more than happy to pick up the award.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I remember. Obviously, in recent times, you look at Carl Walker Peters. You got the man of the match award he's, in his first game against Newcastle. He, New he did. I White interviewed
0: him after the game. Oh, did you really? I did. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, that was uh, an interesting one. Um, but yeah, great debut from Kyle to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, no, he made his debut at Newcastle, didn't he? I in- yeah, that's the season yeah, he, he
2: played the first game and
0: the last game of the season. Yeah, that's funny. right, it was <laughs> the first game of the yeah, season, that's right, I yeah, yeah, him, so, yeah, uh, or the last one of the games, anyway. Sure, yeah. you get older, you know,
2: you sort of mix, <laughs> mix up the times. <laughs> oh, he does, he does seem like quite a,
0: a real humble football player, Colt, and he looks like he's really willing to learn. And yeah, there's you know, no reason why anybody anybody shouldn't have. Uh, humility and, yeah. and be humble, yeah. we sh- You know, yeah, we've come from the same place, yeah, sure. each and every one of us are all equals, we all have two eyes, yeah. a nose, a mouth, two hands, two legs, um, some are unfortunate that they don't, um, yeah. but we are all the same and uh, footballers are blessed, we're all blessed, we've been given uh, a special talent that takes us into an environment that is hero worshipped, um but it shouldn't change you it shouldn't make you feel you're something better than you are you're not you're, you're just still the same old guy yeah. you know one of the best compliments i've ever had in my life come from Ozzy your dealers he said of all the footballers i've ever met mickey he said you're the only one that from the age of 18 when i first met you you're the only f- footballer i've met who's never changed yeah. and I thought well, of all the compliments I've had as a footballer and, and in football and, and when you score a winner or play great nothing matched that compliment yeah. because for me it was not a compliment to me it was a compliment to my parents for yeah. the upbringing that they gave me yeah, you know? sure, so sure. yeah there's no reason for any footballer to change no matter what success you have you should, or, or any person yeah, sure. each and every one of us are the same and, and we all started out on the same foot yeah sure sure so I um. So obviously,
2: w- w- with your career, uh, y- y- your first spell at Spurs, you want to want a couple of cups here.
0: Yeah, just, just <laughs> to a couple. Um, do you know what, what what what's really interesting about winning trophies? You know, and um, for me, it's the be all and end all about football. It's the only thing that ever you are judged on. But you also have to recognise within that there's only a few trophies to win, and there's only going to be the chosen few that win them. Um, but I look at it and I think of modern-day football, where there's such a quest and an intensity um, around supporters to win trophies, and I get it because nobody—and I mean nobody—wants to see Tottenham Hotspur Football Club win the the Premiership more than I do. Yeah. Because I've not got long left to, to to see them do that. You know, I was born in six, 1960, the year that Spurs won the double. Obviously oblivious to it, and obviously never saw it. So um, to be part of um, a football club that wins the title must be the greatest feeling for any supporter you know I haven't come too close two or three occasions in my career and on two or three occasions probably should have won it and we faltered on the running for different reasons you know old backlog of fixtures stayed fatigued because we would played would reach finals of cups and semi finals and and played a lot of fixtures and rotation wasn't about in those days yeah, so of course. Uh, we had you know Steve Perrin for instance played sixty five games in one season oh, you know so of course it catches up with you but you know I think that winning a trophy must be the the the, the bringing together of so many things um and the sense of pride that you feel when you win a trophy um you know, for me, I, I sort of come from a background far, 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 far away from uh, winning a FA Cup final at Wembley, yeah, yeah. And, and then to sort of fulfil your schoolboy dream of playing. I've watched every cup final since I was a young kid to fulfil that dream of winning a trophy at Wembley. But the, the, you know, the, again, the, the, you know the most standout thing about it all is, is you know, you walk through the tunnel at Wembley before the game. You look up into the stand and you see your parents, your brothers, your sisters, your aunts, your uncles. That that feeling of pride, that feeling of, you know, every parent, you included, everybody out there, everybody with a child has one dream for their child is that they succeed and make something of themselves. You know, and the moment when you walk out at Wembley and you look up and you see your parents looking down on you with nothing but pride in their eyes... um, I think that's possibly the greatest moment ever in my life, to see my parents... I know how I feel about my children and how I want nothing but the best for them. You know, so your parents look down on you walking through the tunnel at Wembley and the sense of pride in their eyes makes you feel proud because you've made your parents proud. You've fulfilled all their wishes for you when you were a young kid, all their dreams that one day one of their children will make something big of themselves and and walking out at Wembley gave me that sense of fulfillment that sense of achievement you know and it's I I don't think there's any greater feeling than knowing that as you walk out that tunnel your parents are up there looking down with nothing but pride and and, and almost not boastful that's the wrong word but the sense of look at my son, Yeah. look yeah. at my I can, son. I can only imagine, yeah. You know, it must have been the most incredible, and, and they're no longer with me now, both have passed, and, uh, you know, but that moment will forever live with me because of how it must have made my mum and dad feel, uh, that the pride, the sense of achievement, the sense that they did something right. Yeah, sure. Um, most wonderful feeling, so it, it surpasses anything that was achieved in the game, anything, you know, Incredible, walking up the steps of Wembley, looking out when you've presented your medal, looking out to this wonderful sight of Spurs flags, Spurs fans singing, and the in, noise, I guess, the <laughs> noise, the 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 the, 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 um, the ovation you're getting, the adulation you're getting, it's wonderful, yeah. it's the most wonderful thing. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think any anything surpasses the moment where you've yeah. just what it meant to it your mum and dad. Proud, yeah. Wow, yeah, wow. Oh, I was. Um, so I showed my little boy
2: the uh, the YouTube video of some of your goals, and also uh, myself watched the uh, the highlights of the uh, the UEFA Cup final. Yeah. It was over two legs, wasn't it? Yeah. So uh, you know, I was only I was only my son's age when it was when it was when it actually happened. So I was kind of oblivious to it yeah, really. Yeah. And even even now, I mean, even so, I watched it a few days ago before I knew I was going to have a chat with you. I wasn't really, I, I knew what happened. I knew we drew one and we won on penalties, but I never actually watched it. So I had a little watch of it and. Oh, blind the drama at the end because we, we, we they missed their first penalty, didn't they? Park yeah, saved their first yeah. penalty, but then we didn't we miss one. And then they, if they'd have scored, it would have brought it back level. And they missed, and Park saved again, didn't they well, know, was, And that's what won it you first. know,
0: what, 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 what the, the drama, oh, drama <laughs> has there ever been more drama? You know, before the game, Keith Birkinshaw, our manager, our leader, our general, um, he resigns in, in, in his um rail with Irving Scholar the then chairman we go into the game knowing that the guy that the only guy that I'd ever known anyway as is, is my manager um, was leaving we go into the game with no Glenn Oddle no Aussie or D-Liz, no no Goth Crooks no Ray Clements no Steve Perriman our, our skipper and leader um, we go in with a, a group of kids in many ways that had come through the set up, the set up. Um, you go to White Hart Lane. With an absolutely packed full house, packed to the brim, singing non-stop, cheering us on non-stop. Um, you know, having probably should have won the away leg two or three nil. Absolutely pulverised them, outplayed them, and with Tony Park's mistake again, which added to the drama, is mistake in the last minute of the game That's over right there, here. gave them the one-all draw. We get them one, when we go one-nil down. It's you know, we've got War captain in us, and we've got. You know, the old shelf, which was just such a special place at the lane. And the game's going on. And do you know what? And this is the gospel truth. There wasn't one second, not one second, that I doubted we weren't winning that cup. Really? Not yeah. one second. That I did, do you know what? I didn't doubt it. From the moment Keith said he was resigning, I just thought it was fate that he would leave with a cup. Um, so it was nothing to do with anything other than fate Uh, and I don't particularly believe in fate but on this occasion I just had this sense that we were going to win this trophy
2: do you think it was just you or do you think the whole team had that kind of feeling do you think that's Um, what maybe drove us on to win I don't don't
0: know what they, they had I think that listen, you're in a cup final a massive cup final, a European cup final you're conquering Europe Um, you know there's no greater achievement you know you can win the FA Cup but you're conquering Europe here um, which is a much vaster place than England Um, so if there's anything in life worth fighting for uh, or worth having then it's worth fighting for you know to conquer Europe it's not going to be easy it's not something that's just going to happen you're going to go after them you've got to give blood sweat and tears and and there's going to be so many emotions that you go through on your path to success that it's, it's almost when you think about it now in hindsight, it's almost, wow, did I really go through all of that? How did did I cope? Uh, But you do, you cope. And and I never, as I said, I never felt at any point during that game, were we not winning? Um, it wasn't, I wasn't worried we were losing one nil. I knew we were going to win. Um, and when Rubble got the equaliser, the elation um, and joy. Uh, I didn't. I didn't want extra time because uh, extra time is a killer. Yeah. Believe me, when you're putting your body through the mill. Yeah. And and also the emotion of a cup final, it's draining. So we went in extra time, and, and again it, we had chances to win it. Um, and it goes ghost penalties. I'm the fifth penalty taker. I've been nominated as fifth penalty taker. I'm suffering with cramp. Um, and you have to put your five penalty takers into the ref Keith wouldn't take the risk with me so he named five penalty Danny fifth Danny mm-hmm. replaced me yeah. um, so they missed their first pen you're on cloud nine you know, we've scored our first four we're four three up and it's our penalty to take we score we win Danny walks up and all I can think of is this should be me yeah, I should be the one walking up scoring the winning goal that wins us the cup in front of our own fans at White Hartley and with Keith's last game, <laughs> go down in the history books forevermore, this should be me, you know, uh, why, why, am I, why did you not put my name down, I've recovered now, I'm ready, yeah. and Danny's walking up and I'm like feeling, oh please <laughs> let it be me, please, you know, and then he missed, okay. and it was like, "Oh shit, I'm next," <laughs> you know. So I went from one extreme to the other. Um, oh, this should be me. This should be. Oh shit, he's missed it to me now, <laughs> you know. And that's the emotion that you go through as a footballer, of course, yeah. and, and at yeah, times yeah. like sudden death, even more so, you know. And and I, I I can't think of a better way of describing that moment when. One moment you can you thinking that should be me. Yeah. I should be the king of white. At tonight, <laughs> I should be in history forevermore, and he misses. And then you go from I should be in history forevermore. <laughs> oh shit! <it's> me. I <laughs> could be. <laughs> <play laughs> you know? I could be the, the enemy forevermore. Uh, so it, it it really was a, 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 an emotional, incredible evening. And 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 again, the standout memory is is is, is obviously the fans were just incredible. I'll never. I'll never forget the moment when Danny missed yeah. and he walked back to the yeah. off-wheel line and the fans were one Danny Thomas there's yeah, only one right. Danny Thomas yeah. Yeah. I thought that was like wow now, now you know if you talk about the modern day era and you talk about that moment in time Danny Thomas and I believe in life each and every one of us has one moment in our lives that is just specially reserved for you yeah. and that was Danny's moment mm. those fans singing one danny thomas lifting his spirits and then you you compare it to the modern day era all right and and the support that our fans gave to danny was incredible and then you look at some of the youngsters of today and the way that they criticize the players don't they realize that hey sing his name If he's having a bad game, sing his name, lift his spirits, give him his confidence back because i tell you something, it's easy to lose your confidence when you're playing, when you're having a bad game and there's 50,000 getting on your back, It, it can be tough, really tough. But if 50,000 start singing your name when you're having a bad game, it's uplifting, it yeah, inspires cool. you. Because i tell you something, every player on that half-wheel line in 84, standing watching Danny walk back to the air, as demoralised as we felt that he'd missed because we thought we had the cup, yeah. them fans yeah. lifted every single player on that half-wheel line. I was spirits. I was inspired. Yeah. You know, I was... Yeah shitting myself as I was because I was the next penalty I was inspired I, my, my only thought was well even if I miss they're going to sing my name yeah. you know they uplifted everyone and I, I genuinely believe from the bottom of my heart that Tony Park saved that penalty because he was inspired he was inspired by the fans reaction yeah. to Danny Thomas missing that penalty you know I was inspired Archibald was inspired dealers, everyone was inspired the fans and that's the impact that true support can have and, and that's the thing that's the thing though Mick. isn't we you're called supporters aren't you which yeah. I mean,
2: in in that term you, you're supporting the club absolutely and, and i think nowadays and it's, i don't I, you know i'm not going to a uh, blanket uh, uh, modern supporters, you know, because I, me no, no no no, there's loads of, of genuine course. ones out there. But you do you do get a lot of people that go to the game nowadays, and it's almost this this attitude of entertain me. And if you're not entertaining me, I'm going to make it known that you're not entertaining me. I mean,
0: and, and that's not what it's about, is it? It's it's a, listen. You know, the, 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 I get frustrated. I I, I find it hard to, to believe there's anybody more positive than me about my club and my club's fate. I'm incredibly positive. I absolutely want nothing but success for the club nothing Um, I've been part of that success in the past I know how great it is I know how wonderful it is for the fans I know how wonderful it is for the club for the players, the management it's it's the most amazing thing when you win trophies I've been there, seen it, done it so I want it over and over and over again Mm. I want our fans to experience it year in, year out because that's how great a club we are but I also recognise that Um, the way to uh, getting our players, because we've got a very, very good team, getting our players over the line to winning a trophy is that, to use a phrase, it's easy to support a team when it's winning. It's easy, Mm. because the winning is... But it's much more difficult to support one when it's losing. But ultimately, you don't need support when you're winning. I'm talking about me individually. When I was playing great, the team were winning. I didn't need anybody to sing my name. It didn't matter what you did because I was playing great and we were winning. So I didn't need your support. But when we were losing and I was struggling, I craved. Just sing my name. Just sing my name. Give me a lift. Inspire me. Make me come through this barren spell I'm having. Because if you do that, we'll win this game and we'll get over the line. You know, and that's the problem I have with modern day is that it seems there's an intensity for instant success. And if you're not having that if you go one nil down suddenly that intensity turns to to, to, to bad rather than support. Yeah. You know, support the team. Support the team. Bring them through the bad patch like you brought us to UA for Club Gory you know and I that's know, not every fan there's lots of yeah,
2: fans no, that do yeah, too and I, and I, don't, I don't know if this ever happened back in the, back in the 80s but something that just I, I don't think I, I don't see it I, re, I don't think I see it at Spurs but I know it happens at other clubs when they get booed like half time
0: if the team are losing they start booing you know how is that a support you're not yeah, supporting well, your the, team the are you the big problem with that is that you know when People will say, oh, you're just too positive, you know, if the team are playing crap, they should be, no, 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 that's not how it, they shouldn't. The bottom line is, if your team are playing crap, you, the fans, have the answer to changing the way they're playing. Because I tell you now, there's been moments in my life where those fans have sang my name, one Mickey Hazard, and I want to walk through, run through kick down every brick wall that stands in front of me. There's no obstacle big enough to stop me when I've got those fans singing my name. No one, and I mean nothing, could stop me. The UEFA Cup semi-final, when I come, scored the winner, I left the pitch with, having lost a contact lens, I left the pitch. When I came back up that tunnel, that was my moment in time. And the fans, as I came back into view, because I'd got the winning goal to take us to the final they sang my name and it was like, I'm i going I to do everything in my power. Yeah. If I have to break both legs to win this semi-final, I'm going to do it because those fans, they're with me every step of the way. Yeah. And that's the point about fans is people say, are oh, they a 12th man? Miles more than a 12th man, mm-hmm. but they can also be a 7th man as well. Yeah, sure. If they have the wrong approach, get behind the team, inspire them through a bad time. You know, now, we've lost three games on the spin I'm absolutely devastated because um, I don't think we've played well anywhere near as well as we're capable of this season yet Uh, we won our first three games we weren't at our best simple as but we won three games and then we've uh, everything that can go against us has gone against us you know last minute loser into Milan you know so but this is when what I'm talking about earlier this is when we say nah 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 we we're not going to say your shit your shit your shit yeah. we're not we're going to say we are Tottenham Hotspur. We are the best. We are together. And we're going to sing. You're having a bad time, Harry. There's only one Harry Kane. He's one of our own. You know? Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Bring him through it. Inspire him. Yeah. Lift him. Bring him through. Yeah. That's when you're a 12th or 13th or 14th and a 15th man. Bring these players through this, this dip in form. Let's bring them through. Because I'll tell you what, I'll be sitting in the stand and I'll be cheering them and I'll be willing them on and they will have my support to get through this slump. And I've been there seen it, done it yeah i know the importance of what it takes to get from the other side of loss of form to get to the other side of good form and it often comes from the terraces you, can
2: you can you you, you can put your finger on what's happened at the moment because i thought after beating man united 3-0 we that was going to set our season alight and and i i agree we've had some bad luck you know like the, the watford game for example i mean we we could have probably won that comfortably 2 or 3 nil from the goals of the first up but, but from the chance in the first, but but it just kind of um, you know we yeah. scored and they got their tails up he, yeah, set, he, set, he, he set their ground So 1-0 one, yeah. one
0: nil is a tragic result cuz cuz generally if you're 1-0 you've generally had chances to go 2 and 3 and 4 up and if you don't take them um you keep the other team alive you know into Milan for instance i mean there was second half there was one team on the pitch it was complete and total domination we were 1-0 up uh, and we should be um, one more goal, they're dead and buried. Yeah. There's no way back for them. But we miss our chances, not just missing chances, missing opportunities, situations that could have led to a goal with a little bit better final pass or whatever. Yeah. Um, and we don't take it, and you're always open to the sucker punch, and they get the sucker equaliser. The guy who crossed the ball, he totally missed his cross. You know, everybody was in the right position to defend this cross which has tried to be whipped in there, and he pulls it, you know, like a golf yeah. shot, he pulls yeah. it behind everyone who's got into position properly, and it falls to the guy centre-forward, who would normally be in the box, who's had a little foul on the off, just inside our, uh, our off, and has drifted in late, so nobody's picked them up, so yeah. everything yeah. went in their favour, yeah. and from that moment on, you could almost see it coming, yeah. because somehow karma is a horrible thing, but in football, you don't take your chances, it kicks you in the teeth. Right. No, the the only game where I feel we were worthy losers was the Liverpool game. I didn't think we played well, but even in that game, we could have drawn two all, no problem. Penalty in the last yeah. minute, yeah. Um, Moira at the post when he mm-hmm. jinked through, give it the eyes and went to the opposite corner. It, you know, so even in a game that we played sort of not very well at all, um, we still could have come out the game with something. But yeah. everything sort of gone against us. Every mistake at this moment in time is getting punished um, Miss crosses are going to their players and not ours so uh, yeah but ultimately it's a test of your character and now our players they have to stand up and be counted but so do our fans yeah of course you know now we see where we're really at uh, as a club where we're really at because we've had three years of what I would say has been we haven't won a trophy but it's been an absolute joy to be a Spurs fan a joy and now with it, a little patch whereby there's a bit of hullabaloo surrounding uh, lots of things with the club, the stadium closure, the stadium, the game playing at Milton Keynes, etc. Et there's there's a lot of hullabaloo. Um, and, and our team have lost three games on the spin. Now Are we going to sit and sulk all the time? Or are we going to rise to the challenge and uplift this team? And let's get out of this rut and start winning games. And let's come the end of the season, laugh about what's happened at the minute. Come the end of the season, when we're walking away with a trophy. Let's celebrate it with all our... Love and our, our joy because we've been part of it. And the thing is, as well,
2: I mean, we, we I do a, the podcast we do. Uh, the, one of the guys on there, Sam, said that um, you know, all teams genuinely have a blip, and at some point yeah. in the season, he said, Let's take it now. You know, I'd rather have a blip now than towards the end of the season when we've got a chance of winning the cup. So, hopefully, if we can get it out of our system now. And you know, finish the season strong. Then that's when we want to be strong. You know, when we're well, absolutely we'll in semi-finals you, you, and finals. You, you know,
0: exactly. You don't. You don't win nothing in September. It all yeah. comes along in May. And um, I think that, um, in, in, if you look back over the recent seasons where we've had our success, we've actually had poor starts, yeah. um, and then we've built on it and got on runs and, and almost looked unbeatable. Um, so. You know, of course, of course. I, I, I'm also wise enough to know that every fan of of Spurs wants us to win a trophy. I know that too. But there's roots to winning trophies, mm. you know, and it's 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 massive, massive, the support that's given to the
2: team. It's not you say about the support as well, but you look at what we've got in place. Like you know, we've got the stadium. We've got the training centre. We've got so much in place, haven't we? You know, so we're, we're
0: in such a good position at the moment, aren't we? It's a key. You know, yeah. that, you know. We're talking about um, looking for long. You know, I, I'm fed up of. You know, I'll go through our history, for instance, and our history is littered with short-termism, short-term success. Yeah. We build and we build a great team, and the team. Um, wins one two maybe three trophies and then it breaks up and it's moved on and then and then we have a period without success and then we have another two or three trophy Uh, and if even if you go to 87 we built a sensational team that didn't win anything and we broke it up the following year you know i mean that team was good enough to win trophies for years so our history is littered with short-termism short-term success let's win a trophy you know We're building now for long-term success. You know, we've got the best stadium in the world. We've got the best training facilities in the world. Uh, Everything about us is. We've built during the period of doing all these billions of pounds that we've spent on the stadium, the training facilities, etc., etc. During that period, we've still managed to to, to have a very, very good team competing at the top of the Premier League. So we are building... If, if, you're, if you're a player in the world and you don't want to come and play at White Hart and now, you don't want to come and play for Tottenham Hotspur, then you don't really want to play football yeah, because sure. I tell you what, when you walk through that stadium, when you walk through those gates and you go into that stadium, if you're not awestruck, then I defy you to be a football lover.
2: You've, you've been, you've had a little I've tour been, around and, <laughs> and I
0: was absolutely taken aback with the, how wonderful it is. Yeah. And, and not only that... Um, the consideration for fans that's been given within the stadium. You know, I I go to Wembley every every week when Spurs play and I sit there and I think, God, I can't even see who's on the bloody ball. I'm that, I'm that far away yeah. from the pitch, yeah, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah. oh, and then one worry that I had about the new stadium was, oh, I hope it's not going to be like Wembley where I'm four mile away from the... So when Harry Kane's got the ball, I think he's bloody Lloris, <laughs> you know? Uh, so I'm... I'm I went into our stadium with my eyes wide open and do you know what? I went on every level. It was absolutely amazing how on top of the pitch I felt no matter where I stood, I was like, wow, this looks like, how come I'm so far back at Wembley but here I'm, I'm, because we've built upwards. Yeah. Norm yeah. Wembley have built a circle and then a bigger circle. And then by the time they get to the upper circle... It's yeah. like, I've been up there as well. We yeah, got it's no like cleanup. 45 <laughs> miles away from the pitch. You can't see a thing. So, you know, we've built our stadium with... Um, that, that, that in mind yeah. given our fans no matter where your ticket is we've no got, matter where your view is a, a, a great view yeah we've got the sta- they've,
2: they've, they've deliberately made the stands a lot closer to the yeah, pitch it's, and they, that, it's the, unbelievable yeah.
0: it really is unbelievable I was quite shocked at, at um, how close to the pitch we were and how no matter where I was I felt like I was next to the players yeah uh, I, I don't know how it's going to that might have just been a perception I don't know how it's going to be when it's full up with fans and, yeah, and the sure. players are on the pitch. That'd probably bad, it? <laughs> It'd probably be better, wouldn't it? it probably be better, but it felt to me like, well, I was going to be close. Yeah. No matter how high up I was, I was yeah. going to be close to the pitch and be able to see. Yeah. Um, I thought it was incredible. So we are planning for long longevity, long-term success, You know, not just for... not Let's not just win a trophy. Let's not just win two trophies. Let's win 20 trophies. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have a conveyor belt of young talent coming through our youth academy... Um, to supplement big name signings, mm. you know that's what happened in my day. We had a great youth academy. Uh, well, it wasn't academy in them days, but our youth set was fantastic, and we had great um, and we made some great signings. And that's the key to to if you look back through history, it's the key to success. Yeah, cool. um, you know because you learn from one another. But let's build for the long term. Yeah, let's build this football club and let's make this a, 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 a club that's gone and not just have. Two trophy wins. Let's build it so we have twenty trophy wins because yeah. that's ultimately the game's about the glory, and and there's only glory when you win a trophy. Yeah, of course. I mean, you,
2: you look at what we're doing at the moment. I mean, Pochettino's what's his fourth season now, isn't it? At um, at, at, the, at the club, and it looks like there there is they're, they're looking for that still. I mean, you know, all that really is missing, like you say, is just a trophy. But I'm just hoping that. You know, if he stays, you know, for the long term, and we we can build, and yeah, and like you say, if, I, I think if the first trophy comes under Podestino,
1: I've got you know a feeling it will snuggle. I don't know <laughs> you what know your what? feelings are. Um,
2: in in
0: 1980, I thought we had the the most unbelievable squad of players. I really did. I thought that um, we we could we were capable of winning absolutely every trophy going. Yeah. But you can't, you don't have the belief that it's going to happen until you win your first one. Because until you do, it's a bit like your driving test in many ways, is that you learn to drive and you're a great driver in your lessons and you're so ready, but you don't know if you're good enough to pass your driving test yet because you've not took one. Yeah. You know, it's the same in football. You can be a great team, um, and even team even a team as great as 1987 getting over that line is the most difficult thing in the world to do Um, and that's what's holding this team back, they've had opportunities to to, to maybe get over the line to um, give them the belief that they are capable of winning a trophy and once you get over the line and you've done it you start to believe that well, I can do it again and yeah, again because yeah. I've got it in my heart. I know what it takes. My yeah. heart's big enough to, to stand up to the challenge. Yeah. And believe me, it's a challenge to win a trophy. Yeah, when like, you're playing in a cup big. final, you know there's two teams out there who've reached the cup final and they are desperate to win this yeah, they, trophy. They're no mugs, are they? <laughs> no, they're no mugs. They're desperate to win a trophy. Yeah. So you've got to be up for that challenge and you've got to prove yourself that you've got a bigger heart, a bigger, bigger fight, bigger determination and, and more talent. And that's ultimately what it boils down to in the end. And until we get over the line, these young young boys and still relatively young side, these young boys haven't done that yet. And I honestly believe that when we do, when we do, and we will, yeah. when we do, it will lead to a, a, a quite a period of winning and lifting trophies. Yeah. Because it will give them so much more belief than they've got now. Because. They've been there. They've seen it. They've done it. They've stood up to it, and they've faced the challenge, and they've put their heart on the line, and they've risen above it, and they've achieved it. Yeah, sure. And from that, you gain so much more—so, so, 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 so much more—in belief that you're good enough to do it. Do, do you uh,
2: like? Do, do you uh-huh. get, get to chat to the squad and kind of give them your? Not really. Or...
0: Not really. We don't. I don't often see the first team. I don't see. Um, you know more at White Otley and I, I did obviously because yeah. it was much much smaller and, and uh, there was one way in and one way out so <laughs> yeah. if I happened to be there when they were there I'd yeah, <laughs> get to chat with them I mean I went Poch invited me into his room one day oh, went in had a cup of tea with him and he showed us round and he showed us the game he was watching the previous game and analysing it and uh, which was amazing Um so, yeah, White Otley it was much easier at Wembley. I don't think I've seen other than in interviews after the game because I interview the players. Um, that's the only time I get to see the players yeah, sure. um, in interviews after the game. I don't think I've seen Poch since White Otley for oh, instance, sorry. other than at the training ground. Yeah, course. Sure, sure. Um, but in, in, on match days, no, I've never see them oddly because it's vast. Yeah. And where I'm doing my bit, there's somewhere else doing their bit. So... Um, but no but ultimately they know they yeah. know they know that at some point that you know to fulfill um the promise um and remember i played with odell our dealers our dealers a world cup winner and they found it difficult to get over the line too yeah. odell one of the greatest footballers in my mind that ever lived yeah. um and they had to get over the line and it was tough yeah. And once they did, they felt they could get over the line. It, 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 it's, it's, right, pause there's poch there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize
2: It's rubble. Oh, right, I paused it. I paused it. Right. So we had a few had a few questions from uh, the uh, people that follow us on Facebook. A few fans. Yeah. So I've got one here from Darren Williams. He says, "Can you ask Mickey how you think his first team of the eighties compares to the team now?"
0: Huh. Um. it's it's, it's obviously different eras incredibly difficult to compare the two Um, what I will say um, is that um, the 80s team won three cups Um, todays haven't won a cup yet so until they do um, I think they will never be considered the team that the 80s team won as good as they are. Um, if if they played each other, who would win? That'd be interesting to know you. Who would win? I've got to be honest and say that I think that um, the 80s team would win. Um, I, I think as good as today's team is, and they are very, very good, um, and a top team, and I think it's a matter of time before they potentially become one of our best ever. Uh, but I think that the eighties team had incredible footballers. You know, Glenn Hoddles don't come around; they come around once every thirty watching, years. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, he's, he, he was that special. Yeah. Uh, two World Cup winners, um, is really a, bit, a captain that was. Uh, you know, the most appearances ever for Spurs. Six trophies he won for Spurs. Yeah. Um, the best captain I've ever seen, worked with. Um, so. Great goalkeepers in Ray Clemens, who was England's goalkeeper. Pat Jennings, who was potentially, possibly one of the best ever. Um, you know, um, we had our all areas covered. Um, creative midfielders, a great backup squad, uh, great youth setup that was producing young players for fun. Um, yeah, no, I would have to go with the 80s, but in saying that, I am biased uh, because I was part of the 80s team. So of course I'm biased. I'm sure if if um, uh, one of the modern teams saw and said, "I would beat them easily," <laughs> you know. But and also we played on pitches um, that weren't even close to comparing to today's pitches. Yeah. And when you consider the type of players that we had in our team in those days, um, the pitches of today would be absolutely they're like carpets, um, and they would be absolutely made for that yeah. '80s team, made. Um, you know, you, you give Glen Odell a great surface. And, and the style of play that's preached today as well. all <clears throat> our dealers, myself, Velia, all flair, creative players. Um, you give them a, a platform, that's a carpet to go and perform on. Um, it's cool. difficult to see them ever miscontrolling a ball. Yeah, so, yeah. yes, it's a great question. Um, but I've got to say, I believe the 80s team at this moment in time, oh. that doesn't mean that will be forever. Um, the eight team would, would would have the edge over this team, um, but in a year or two's time, when they've started to win things, um, that could change. Yeah,
2: yeah, no worries. Right, we've got a, qu- a question from Kieran Plummer. He says, uh, "Who is the best player you played with, and who was the joker in the locker room?"
0: Oh, good question. Um, the best player I played with was t- two totally different players, yet both creative and flair and skill. Ozzy Ardiles, World Cup winner, had the best football brain I've ever ever seen, um, you know people talk about being light years ahead of you, yourself in terms of your footballing brain, but Ozzy was light years ahead on the football pitch, he would he would position himself in a position, um, four moves, four passes earlier, um, and the ball would come to him off the opposition so he would know exactly where to be he knew how it was building he'd read the situation and he'd be waiting for it four moves later you know yeah. his brain was as good as it gets and and I've never come across one that good was he was he in quite similar in a way to modric the way modric used to play yeah it? he was yeah. a similar, he, yeah. he was he was better than modric he was a similar footballer really? to modric yeah um, but he he had his influence I, I i genuinely believe that it was Aussie that turned this squad of um, very very gifted players like Odell like Villa like Archibald like Crooks like me like Perryman and Newton and Miller and Ross I honestly believe that Aussie's um, influence and belief turned us from being good players into a great team yeah. with a winning mentality you know because he won the World Cup yeah, of course he, he didn't need won. any so I, I, I believe it wasn't just about how good Aussie was as a footballer I think it was how good his influence was over everyone, too. Yeah. Um, and he it, 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 it sort of gave everyone a belief that, yes, we can win. Yeah. Um, so it was more to Aussie than just being a footballer. Glenn was the other one, the two of them. Glenn Oddle was, in my opinion, the most naturally gifted footballer that I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> And I include, and that's not saying he's the best footballer I've ever seen because Glenn had weaknesses in his game, weakness that he was born with. There weren't parts, you know, mm-hmm. he, he didn't have phenomenal pace, he didn't have phenomenal stamina. They, they were just parts of his makeup. Uh, but in terms of Glenn with the ball, I've never seen anybody who could pass a ball like Glenn Hall. Yeah, I've never seen anybody who could manipulate a ball. Like Glenn Oddle, I do every trick in the book, you name it, he could do it. And for someone that really didn't have a change of pace, he was able with one swerve to beat three players. Yeah. Uh, he, he was that special, he was an incredibly talented footballer. So I'd have to say that those two, for me, were the best two footballers that I've ever played with. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I say that they're the best footballers I've ever seen, they're not. But um, certainly the two that I've played with, and Glenn. For sure, it was more naturally gifted than anyone.
2: He was why I fell in love with, I suppose, in the first... My daddy just hate to take me to a while lane. I just yeah. remember it was the stands when I was little. Yeah, yeah. You know, just holding on to the fence. It was just like watching a magician play, you know. Ma- it magician. really was.
0: Yeah. I mean, if I wasn't in the team, I, if I wasn't in the team, mm. I'd sit in the stand, I'd get there an hour early. So yeah. I just used to want to watch him warm up.
2: Yeah,
0: Watching him warm up was enough. <laughs> yeah. You know, the style, the grace, the elegance yeah. with which he played the game, the, 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 the flair, the creativity. You know, I'm a I'm a purist. I only believe, wrongly, I only believe that football should be played one way. Yeah. That's beautifully. Yeah. And um, it's wrong because there's more than one way. Sometimes you've got to win ugly. I don't like winning ugly. I always wanted to win beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Glenoddle fit my beliefs on how the game should be played,
1: yeah.
0: and and his, and his natural talents just and the and the grace with which he played just fit beautifully with my beliefs on the game. Um, so he was a natural hero for me as a fourteen-year-old coming to Spurs. It was just so natural for for him to become my hero because yeah, sure. it fit so incredibly. It was almost like a hand to a glove how it fit. That is, it just fit that this guy was just going to be my hero because that's what I believed in. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, right, so we've got uh, I've got a question here. From two. There's two different questions from two different people, but they're kind of the same, so I'll ask them both. And then obviously, yeah. after you've listened to them, you can answer them. So uh, from mohammed uh, abdul Muiz he says, should we have invested in a squad to keep up with our rivals? And then Ron Tyler saying, I know it's early days, but do you think we'll finish top four this season? And do you think we should have made some signings in the summer?
0: It's a great question I don't think we should have made signings To keep up with our rivals No, I think My opinion is that um, Every club Should make, every club Not not just Spurs Should make a signing or two every summer Um, But when you're making signings Don't make Signings that Oh we'll sign someone to strengthen our squad That's a waste of money I can't stand that philosophy. Don't do it. I yeah. hate it. Yeah. What? I'm going to spend 30 million to put someone on my bench because it makes our bench stronger. Mm. What? <laughs> no. Make signings that are going to strengthen your team. Because yeah. that in itself then puts someone from your team onto the bench. Yeah. So that means you've got someone who's been a regular in the team now going onto your bench. It also lifts the other players. I can only talk when I was a player um when i was a player everybody whenever we signed someone i felt uplifted i was excited because we brought a new player or two in um it uplifted the fans the old place got a buzz from it yeah. um doesn't guarantee you success of course you know as we as we learned, when we spent 105 million yeah. Yeah. On, uh, on players yeah. after the bail yeah. we got worse yeah um so it doesn't guarantee success um would i have signed some i would have yes mm. but um they didn't, and Poch didn't, and it's Poch's decision. Yeah. So Poch is a great, great manager, and if Poch decides he's happy exactly with what he's got because he got Harry signed, resigned Delhi, Son, Lamella, he got Toby, come getting fit again, back to his best, they were like new signings. Yeah. Um, so, while my philosophy is, we should you should sign every single season, uh, end of season without fail. Mm. Um, just to uplift the squad and the fans and the the club Um, I also respect Poch's decision not to because we had a great team a a decent squad and and we were bringing injured players back like Wanyama and Toby to to strengthen the squad but please 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 never fall for let's sign someone to make our bench strong I can't bear (laughs) that I can't bear that that is such the wrong way to look at it you know why do we want to sign a bench player? Let's sign someone to get someone's place in the team, yeah. and then we'll have a great player on the bench anyway. Yeah, and you want to get back into the team. That's right. It. Yeah. So, so it works two yeah. ways is that one, you, you've replaced a very good player yeah. with a very, even better player, and the very good player now goes onto the bench, and now his attitude is, well, I've got to get back into the team, so yeah, I've got so, to improve, so you yeah. gain on around. Yeah, of course. Exactly, if you just yeah. sign someone to sit on the bench, then he's not very ambitious anyway, because. Yeah. It's not nice sitting on the bench, you know. I appreciate it's a 16, 17, 18-man game today, 20-man game. But even so, if you're happy sitting on the bench, honestly, when I was subbed, my only thought was, right, when these bastards put me on, I want to prove them wrong. That was my only thought. All I wanted to do when I got on was score or make a goal and turn the game from a 1-0 defeat to a 2-1 win. Because then I could come in and see it. Yes, yeah. take
2: that. And also, you can say, next game, look, you know, look, I did. <laughs> yeah, you know, turn the, the game, and exactly. turn it on its head. And, yeah. and,
0: and you know, and, and when you do that, one, one, you get the chance to milk it. Yeah. So you're 1-0 down, you come on, you win 2-1 and you give it all this to the fans because you've scored the winner and, and, and made one and you win. So your only thought as a ben- when you're on the bench is, got to get back in the team, got yeah, to get sure. back in the team. Yeah,
1: sure. Um,
0: so... That's what would be what, what, but if you've signed someone who's going to make, just strengthen your bench, yeah. he's quite happy to sit there. Yeah, of Yeah, who wants him?
2: Yeah, yeah. I exactly. want
0: someone who's been taken out the first team, put on the bench, and says, Right, give me a chance, boss. I'll show yeah, you. Yeah. Put me back, put me on, put me on. I'll show you. I'll prove to you I should have been starting. Yeah, that's what you want. That's, yeah, the, that's the way to get better. Yeah, um, not buying a bench player, yeah. not not for me, no. not interested in that, but yeah. buy a player who's going to take a place. Someone's. Place in the first team, yeah. and then you'll see the reaction. Everyone will.
2: Yeah, it's not just that player, is it? Like you say, official, rubs off on everybody. Yeah,
0: of everybody says, "Shit, I could lose my place." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, don't yeah. want to lose your yeah. place. Shit, I could lose my place. I better start booking my ideas. Up. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that's yeah. the that's the reason that I um, would sign p- players every summer. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm right. Yeah. Um,
2: well, the. the uh, We'll see, won't we, in the season. Whether it's we'll, a season. See, well, at the end of yeah. the season,
0: again, follow up, follow up the question. Yeah, of course, I think we'll be in the top four. Yeah. I think we... I honestly think that we're, we're one of the two best teams in the league. Um, I think we're in a blip, uh, and it's not a very nice blip. Um, and going to need character to get out of it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but will we finish in the top four? I don't think there's four, four better teams than us. So, yes, I think we will. Um, but I think it's important that... Um, as a club, we now recognise this blip we're in and the, and the, and the toxic toxic effects that it's having,
1: mm.
0: uh, and turn it around quickly. Yeah. Uh, because the longer this runs, the more toxic it will get. The harder it is to turn the blip round. So let's turn it round now, Saturday.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a struggle last season against Brighton, wasn't it? It's like it's a bit decent team. And, and, and but
0: I've, I've, don't worry, I've ran Chris Hughes. Oh, I've given him a hundred quid. <laughs> I've told him he spurs
2: through and through. I won't put that on the podcast, Abby. Yeah, no, put it on there. I, I, I've,
0: I've told him he spurs through and through. He, he said, it's okay, mate, you've got the three points. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not, it's not what, you know, eh? it's, it's all sorted. So the, the blip's already turned.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he had first, there you go. Right, we've got a question from uh, Marty Ost, he's saying, who was the toughest or dirtiest player <clears throat> you faced? Do
0: you know what? Um, it was dirty. I, I never, I never liked dirty players. Right. I used to think they were cowards, because it's my belief. You know, again, falling in line with the beautiful game is that it's my belief that you beat people um, because you're better than them, because you're cleverer than them, because you've out-thought them, you've outplayed them. Mm. It's not because you've. Kick someone off the park or put them into rosé. I, I don't like all that crap. So I never ever like to talk about dirtiest or hardest um, because I think it gives them um, praise that they don't deserve. I've yeah. always regarded yeah, odd sense. men or dirty, not odd men, Graham Soonis was odd mm-hmm. and he was a great player. But I've always regarded dirty footballers um, as cowards. Yeah. You know, they, they they're not. They're not particularly good players, so they have to intimidate you and, and try and scare you and, and, and boot you out of the game. Cowards, yeah, cowards. You know, takes. What would you rather do? Who's the bravest player? Um, Ryan Giggs, because he beats six men. And every time he goes out in the park, he plays the same way. Know when he's going to get kicked or someone else goes out. What would you rather do? Be put, be punched, or get, or or, or, or kicks, punch someone you'd rather punch someone, wouldn't mm. you? Because if you get punched, it hurts. Yeah,
2: of course. But
0: Ryan Giggs goes out on the pitch every week knowing he's going to get kicked from yeah. pillar to post. But the kicker, he goes out knowing he's not going to get kicked. Yeah, of
2: course, yeah. So who's the yeah, bravest? Right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's a really good point, actually. I never look at yeah. hard
0: men, me. I think, that, that or yeah. dirty hard men. I think yeah. the cowards, Graeme Roberts was a proper hard man in my team. Yeah. Uh, but he wasn't dirty. Yeah. It, he, if fate, he had yeah. to be dirty, he could be. Yeah. But he was proper hard. He would... He would hit tackles. Yeah. And, oh, you, know, you know, you've been tackled. God, I, I used to cringe, God. and I used to train against him every week. Yeah. Mind you, it was, it was hard for him to kick me because when he was left back, I played on the left wing, right. oh, <laughs> and when he went to right back, I went over to I right wing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so it was a long stretch for him to kick me. Yeah. Um, but he was he was proper hard, and uh, um, you know, pro- proper hard. If you yeah. Yeah, you stayed it, yeah. um, but by the same token. Um, Again, he was a very good footballer. He wasn't just a, a yeah, that hard was man. The, That wasn't his game. But he was a hard man. He wasn't a a, a, a a dirty hard man. He wasn't, a what I would say, a coward. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant
2: answer. Well, there's a, a couple of other questions here that are quite similar, so I'll ask, them, uh, ask you them both at the same time. So you've got Matthew Fleming who's asking, what was your favourite memory in a Spurs shirt? And then Robin Powell, uh, what's your single greatest achievement at, at, of your career or favourite moment on the pitch?
0: Um, well, I think that the the greatest moment I, I, I don't I don't think we could surpass um, anything could surpass 1984 UEFA Cup Final people will say well what about the FA Cup Final and, and but you know the difference is, is we're playing in Europe we're conquering a much vaster area yeah. um, the way we won it in front of our own, you know how many teams in the history of football have, have won a major trophy on your own ground in front of your own fans Um in your manager's last game it's probably never ever been done i yeah. think it was the greatest night of my footballing life um when i was when i was looking at
2: the uh, the video of it when parks makes that save you're one the first ones I one, know it? you jump you i think you were two or
0: three in absolutely <laughs> absolutely as i said it, it was the greatest moment of I, I, i'm sure if you speak with everyone else who was there on that night fans players management they would say it's the greatest footballing night of their yeah. life. Yeah. It really was incredible, amazing. Yeah. If you ask me so I that would have to be street in terms of my own individual greatest moment from a footballing perspective. If you're not if you ask me what was my greatest day in football and I'm sort of getting goosebumps and shivers running through my body at this second, as I'm talking about it, I get a lump in my throat and tears in my eye every time I talk about it, because I think it was possibly the most wonderful footballing day in my old life that I, I can ever imagine. I thought the old day that the finale, I thought the old day was did with such class, such dignity, such honor, such pride. Um, as a former footballer of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, to be standing on that pitch and looking along the line, and I've got 60, 61 double winners, I've got 67 cup winners, I've got 71, 73 cup winners, I've got great captains from the past, I've got my teammates with me. Um, it's chucking it down a rain. I don't even know it's raining. I've I've got the the present team coming out to stand alongside us. I've got music blaring out. The fans of waving their flags like never I've never seen in any stadium in my life. Um, And then walking around the stadium at at, at the end of the songs and and suddenly they play Can't Smile Without You, (laughs) sitting video on this occasion on my phone, singing Can't Smile Without You with Coity, it was like, brings a lump of tear to my eye every time I think of it. And then almost as if God decided, I'm a Spurs fan. He brings the rainbow yeah, yeah. from the shelf to the cockerel. You know what I mean? It just meant to be, wasn't it? It was just yeah. the greatest send-off any state. You know, yeah, I've put, yeah. I had all my life at Tottenham Hotspur football, yeah. put my football in life, at Whitehall Lane. So the memories and the specialness of this place... It, it it beggars belief how special it was, and and you know, and when you, when you, talking about just a day where we're all closing down a stadium and putting it ahead of winning a UEFA Cup final, you know, in front of your own fans and being part and playing in it, and this day just surpassed everything that I could ever ever dream, that a send off for a stadium there will never ever in the history of football be any send off that will ever match that, mm-hmm. you know, and God what a wonderful thing that God proved he's a Spurs fan. To send us that rainbow. Yeah. You know, it was, yeah. I actually thought someone had actually put a, <laughs> P- it projected on, yeah. it out there. It was like, it was surreal and <laughs> it, it was like, oh wow. Yeah. It well, yeah. just touched yeah. me. You know, I was, it, if, it, if it, you look at the pictures you can see the rainbow yeah. coming into the state. It of was Parliament just and incredible, something. incredible. Yeah. You know, and I stood in the tunnel and I've got I'm surrounded by all these past and present legends it's incredible and, and they're done in alphabetical order you know when everybody's getting introduced and getting welcomed to the pitch for, with the cheer, blah 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 blah. And I've got Ginola in front of me <laughs> who you know is going to get an almighty cheer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. then you've got Oddle behind you oh, and I'm like in between <laughs> and I'm thinking I'm standing in this cube and thinking why did they put me in between <laughs> Ginola and Oddle the only thing I could work out was that they put Ginoddle, Ginola and Hazard Hoddle, because they wanted to put the three best looking together. Oh, there you
2: go. You go. <laughs> That's
0: the only Nothing thing. thing. So now Janola's going out. He's filling himself as the That's fans erupt yeah. as he enters, he's filling himself. And I'm what I get introduced behind him. And, I, and I've watched I watched it on TV. Yeah. And they someone took a picture of me as I stood waiting to be announced. Yeah. And they they tweeted me, touching my artists. I'm going to cry Seriously He tweeted me this message And this Facebook message He did it And he said And this showed this picture of me Waiting to enter the stadium With the fans erupting And he said If pride had a face
2: Yeah Yeah <sighs> yeah." I think, I think the thing is we, we know Like You know Forgetting You know Playing Just your playing part of it we, we know as fans How much you love the club Oh. And I think that's that's part of it. We like, you, you you'll, you'll get you know players come and go, don't they? And you get players that yeah. play for Spurs and Sportsbirds. Yeah, Spurs it's, it's a bit like you, you remind me a bit. I, I can imagine in 20, 30 years, I could, someone would be sitting here interviewing Harry Kane, and it'd be similar. Yeah, he he's, yeah. he loves the club. It's, it, yeah, but I and through, the, you, know? It's, you know I
0: you know I say this all of the time. I I joined the club as from the age of twelve, man. yeah. I mean, yeah. I've had forty odd years at the club. It's, you know, it's, see, it's easy for me to love the club. you yeah. know why? And I said it the other night on a, on a podcast. It's easy. Yeah. Because all the things I got to do, I, I, I got yeah. to win trophies yeah. for the club. Yeah. I got to hear the fans singing my name. I got to score goals. I got to, to do things that every fan dreams about doing. Yeah. I did it. You I did, did it. it all. Yeah. So yeah. why am I so in love with the club? Well, because I did all this with the club. Yeah. I'm yeah. absolutely... Yeah. Overwhelmed by my love for the club, but I've, I do it from a, a viewpoint of having achieved and been honoured with this adulation, this hero worship, and this success. You know, and then you have the the ordinary fan, the ordinary punter, who experiences none of that, none of that, and yet his love for this football okay. club. It's it, it, it's what's the word? It, it's um. For, for, for me, it's, it's 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 incredible that fans have love that fans have for the club. I think their love far surpasses any love that I have or any other former player, because as much as we love the club and it is, it's it's, it's my heart, my old family, of Spurs fans. We have season tickets. My grandchildren are here. It my yeah. These fans, they don't have the viewpoint. Yeah. That I have. Yeah, sure. I know yeah. how great we are. Yeah. I I seen it from the inside. I've had I've experienced all these wonderful, incredibly great things that so such a small chosen few get given. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I've been given all of that. Yeah. So I worship the club. I worship it with each beat of my heart. But I also recognise that these fans, they they are the, the the bread and butter of the club. They are the ones that love this football club. Unconditionally. Yeah, that's the thing. Unconditionally. Yeah. Once you've got the club,
2: I mean, that's it. That's that. You know, I'm, I've been a Spurs fan all my life, and the thought of even,
0: you know, that's not in the, my club. That's right. But that's yeah, that's the know? point. That's the very point. Is that. You know, people say, God, you love the club. I do, I I worship the club. But but these guys, man, they haven't had nothing that I've had. I've had the the best of everything at Spurs. So I've experienced everything that's there to experience. And I love the club. These guys have experienced nothing that I've (laughs) experienced other than supporting the club. And they they love it unconditionally. And I don't think there's a greater love than a fan's love
2: for a football club. It's, it's funny because, like you know, we, we um. I think back to last season, for example, when we when we beat Arsenal. I mean, it's always the sweetest of moments when you beat Arsenal, isn't it? But when Harry Kane scored that goal, you know, it was a header, wasn't it? Bar second yeah. half. Just a raw emotion. By the way, it should have been six. <laughs> How many chances Gosh, did geez. we miss?
0: And then they get that chance at the last the free kit, yeah. minute. That'd have been so Spurs. I was would have sitting in, one in one. the stand, and I, 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 I tell you what, I couldn't bear to watch. Couldn't watch. I couldn't watch it. I just thought, <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You know, Ooh. I was sitting there, and I was peeping through my hands. <laughs> It was like that. I had my hands across my face and I had my hands spread apart and I could think, Oh no, no. It it was a six-nil victory. Yeah. Almost turned into a one draw. one yeah, draw.
2: Yeah. And
0: that, then we would have had them oh, whatever gosh. whatever they are. Yeah. Um all over Twitter and Facebook yeah. given at large, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I was thinking, Oh, there's just no justice. This, this, this is a six-nil. <laughs> it was it was truly oh that moment.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: because I, I was where I. I s- actually shouted. <laughs> I rarely shout yeah. at the team when when he missed it. Yeah, when he yeah. missed the chance, yeah. I shouted.
2: Yeah, yeah, almost you know, like a
0: goal. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I I, no, I shouted at the team.
2: Right. Okay. Yeah. About yeah. missing all the oh, chances. Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: it was a six-nil victory. Yeah. And I was just thinking, oh yeah. god, yeah. I, I couldn't bear it.
2: Well, I, I was where where I, where I sit. Uh, obviously, you now at Wembley last season, but I sat, I was sitting behind the goal. So in the, in, the, in the second half, they were. Cut. So yeah, yeah. I was there, and I see the free being lined up, and I just, yeah, i put probably the same as you. I, I can't watch. This is oh, if this, this goes in, this is going to be an actually real dagger in the yeah, heart. It, you know, it
0: was a bit like the Real Madrid game. To be honest with you, I mean, we were three we were one up at oh, Webley yeah. We played unbelievable. Could have been four five up, yeah. and then they score, and, right, and it was yeah. like about five minutes to go, and I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, blow up ref! Yeah, please, oh. yeah. I mean, one of the greatest nights for yeah. me. Anyway, yeah. you, you know, I don't think. I'm, is it a fun? I don't think I've experienced a night like Real Madrid yeah, a as a fan. fan I thought it was wow yeah. I thought it was an amazing night but to sit there for that last four or five minutes <laughs>
1: yeah. oh we're playing the European <laughs> champions <laughs> we're freeing <laughs> you up you get a
0: goal and suddenly they're back in it there's four minutes yeah. to go and I'm yeah. thinking and then the ref walls up four minutes extra yeah, time please
2: oh. <laughs> oh I didn't have a heart attack I
0: don't know it's like oh come please let let me let me oh dear. so so listen it's, 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 it's an amazing being a player, amazing, because the great thing about being a player is you're in control, you're to being able to make a change or do something that will be the difference, but as a fan, you can't affect it, yeah. other than your support, yeah, yeah. you know, and your support often is in, but you're sitting there and personally you can't do anything Nothing to change it, do, yeah. and that's the thing that I find the most hard, <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah, I bet the, be the most hard to deal with having been a player yeah. is that when it's not going right I want to get my kit on get yeah. my boots on and go yeah. and be the difference yeah. uh, but you can't um, well, well fun, funny enough
2: one of the uh, Craig Law asks can you ask him if he's available to play this season
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you've answered that one
0: <laughs> you, know, you, you know what um, if, if Potts would ring me I have been selected to play in the Bayern Munich game, the Legends game beforehand, awesome. which is going to be a dream. Um, not just because I'm going to play on the new stadium, but also uh, to play with some of the players that have been invited along. Um, obviously, I know the list, but I can't mention them at all because yeah, if I sure. mention them, I'll have to kill you, Gaza. Gaza. <laughs> I, no, I, I, if, I, if I mention if I mention them, I'll have Berbatov, uh, Sheringa. Uh, no, I can't mention them. I've, I've been I've been told not to, you know, and they're uh, keen. Um, <laughs> so no there's some <laughs> unbelievable names in our history invited along to play so to be asked to come and, and play and um, um i've dreamt about it i've dreamt that um because i'll only play 45 minutes and i've dreamt that we're one nil down when i come on and i score two <laughs> and I, I go to bed every night and i think about it uh, and particularly before it got called off. Yeah. Uh, as it got closer, I'd been training for it. Oh, of course, yeah, it got rearranged. Yeah, it, it it got rearranged. I, all I could think of was scoring these two wonder goals in, in front of <laughs> our fans. Fifth It's Keith. Yeah. Keith, yeah. Really Keith Burnshaw's ringing me, guys. <laughs> yeah. Right, so we, we've
2: got a question from uh, Paul Matthews, but I think you've covered it. So who is your all-time Spurs legend and why... I mean, we've, we've spoken about a whole, a whole lot, did Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Well, I've got a question from Andreas uh, Tumazatos. He says, why are we not winning trophies?
0: Because it's not easy to win trophies. Yeah. You know, if, if you look back over the great teams in history that haven't won a trophy, if you go back to 87, we were sensational in 87. Um, not just at Spurs, but at other clubs too. There's been... Unbelievably great teams who've not won a trophy, because there's only one or two to win. There's not that many to win, and and there's so many teams and very good teams competing for it. And in this particular era as well, we're actually competing against a, a billionaire over it in South London at Chelsea who's got money to burn. You're competing against a country who control Manchester City who've got money to burn. You know they can afford to spend six, seven hundred, eight hundred million pounds and not look back, and not even look at it. You know so. We are competing with, in an in a, in, in a era whereby money talks and money can bring in top, top players at will. And, and with all due respects, do I want my club to go £750 million in debt in the hope that we win a trophy? No, I don't. I, I consider the future of my football club far, far greater than making uh, risking our future just to sign a couple of players that might not even help us win a trophy. Yeah. Why is this team not winning a trophy? This team should have won a trophy. We are, we have been possibly the best team. I think it's backed up by statistics as well. Over the last three years, I think we've been the best team in terms of... We've got the um, most points in the league. Haven't we? The most we've points around, over yeah. the three yeah. years, if you add them all up. Um, but we've just fallen, fallen short on a couple of occasions and, and, and obviously um, in the Cup final that we lost and, and also in the semi-finals that we've lost. So we've been close. And as I said, it's one of the most difficult things as a footballer that you ever have to do is to get over the line and win one. Yeah. Um, once you've won one, you've proved to yourself that you've got what it takes, the mentality, the the, 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 the belief, the confidence, the talent to win things. It then takes you to a new level um, because you start to believe that you can. So it's, it's incredibly difficult. It's not easy. I'm certain that this team will, but I think that the longer it goes on without winning one, the tougher it gets for them. And because they've had three incredible years... Um, it almost feels like they're reaching the point whereby it's becoming tough to win one night but I still have every belief that they will because it's a top top team yeah
2: fantastic right a a question from Adam Sasson he says if you were to name your all time Spurs 11 who of our current side would make it in
0: it's a bit of an unfair question because most of our current current side are still young um, and I think that legend status often is greater than what it actually is because you're no longer around, so you're no longer judged as a a performer. Um, So Jimmy Greaves, for instance, would be regarded still as our greatest ever goal scorer, and he is. Um, And Harry Kane one day might be the same. Catching up. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he's catching up, but when he's retired one day, people might say, Harry Kane Kane in this team, but at this moment in time, I don't think... um, any of our team today would get in the all-time yeah. best Spurs eleven yeah. um, Purely just because they're still playing yeah. um, I think you get legend status when you've retired and, and then you remember just how good they were So I wouldn't put any in yet But I also think we've got some very, very good players That might one day force their way into the all-time best yeah. eleven When we start turning it into success yeah, Fingers crossed
2: Right, and then we've got one last one by Rob Jones. Were those shorts when you were playing as tight as they
0: looked? (laughs) No, they were really buggy. I was just big. (laughs) (laughs) There you go.
2: (laughs) Give me an ego boost there. (laughs) Fantastic. Thanks so much. Well, that's all the questions then. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us, Mickey. It's been fun. Thank you. Pleasure.
1: On behalf of everyone at Spurs News, all four of the admins, which is myself, Matt, obviously, Dan and Laura, just want to say a very special thank you to Mickey. He gave up his time today just to sit down with us for a couple of hours, run through all the questions from our fans on our Facebook page as well. I can't even put into words how much we appreciate it. Also, you can really hear the passion for the club that he has. It's fantastic and it was really, really appreciated by all of us and I'm sure really appreciated by everybody who's listened. If it's the first time you've listened to the Spurs News podcast, please do check out our other episodes. You can find the whole back catalogue on our website, www.spursnews.co.uk, also obviously available from all good podcast providers and several bad ones. Also, I just want to say a very special thank you to Davey. Uh, Davey, you know who you are. Uh, Davey made the introductions with Mickey, so this interview was possible. I want to say a massive thank you to him. And we will be back soon. Our next episode drops on the twenty seventh of September. Should be around the evening time. I hope you'll join us. Until next time, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on you Spurs! And remember, to dare is to do.